Keep the smile and stay tuned on the radio dial with Sirius FM 105.7. I tell you what a what a what a nashi that is, uh, Yusuf. You really got me cheering this morning, but a uh, brilliant indeed. And Jazakallah Khaira, Yusuf always has a knack of, uh, you know, sourcing the right nashida for. Sirius FM, our email studio. This time uh, of the morning, where we join our beloved Mufti Ibrahim Smith, Mufti Sahib, Assalamu Alaikum, Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh, and who has the 20? Van Ochend, Mufti. Wa Alaikum Salam, Warahmatullahi Ta'ala Wabarakatuh, Shifat, Bashallah, you know, Allah Shukr, another wonderful, blessed day of Jumu'ah, that Almighty Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has granted us. So may we take a full benefit from this glorious day, G. Now, Mufti, when I was listening to the Nasheed, you know, I start tearing. Hey, I'm a softie. You know how soft I am, right? When it comes Gee. to emotion and all that. So I started thinking of Mufti uh, Fayyadur Rahim, Rahimullah. Now, you remember, whenever he gave a Juma talk, I mean, this is a man that was so knowledgeable. He was a Mufti. But whenever he wa- saw me walk into the uh, into a congregation, Mufti Sahib, he loved me so much. He used to stop his bayan and say, you know what? Shafat Bhai is here. Let him talk for five minutes. And there they could be a galaxy of uh, alims and who else? The mufti is mufti. But he'll bring me up and he'll ask the mufti, why are you embarrassing me? He said, no, Shafat Bhai, you got the knowledge. You give me the cue. And sometimes, you know, when he had a Jummah talk and he'll tell me, you know what, Shafat Bhai, I didn't plan a topic. Can you start off there for the first five or six or seven minutes? And he was absolutely brilliant, just like you. Come and finish the job of uh, Mufti Sahib. A little of, uh, you know, your comments. Yes, the Shafat, you know, those were the glory days that, uh, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has elevated you to that platform and uh, that status. I mean, uh, that uh, how many students also ulama, that are ulama today that uh, you taught them uh, comparative studies. I don't forget that also, that they graduated from your hands. So Mubtisab there also uh, gave you the opportunity to impart knowledge, uh, valuable skills uh, that uh, now, even now today, they're still uh, using in the locations and uh, all those areas where other people don't want to work, they're using it there, uh, bringing people into the fold of Islam. So all of this will be credited to your good deeds, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it and uh, put it on the scales of, uh, or, the, or at least the scale of justice on the day of Qiyamah in your benefit, inshallah. Gee. I mean, Mufti Sahib, yeah, not forgetting the media classes that we held and so many. I mean, uh, quite a few of those uh, students uh, that were in my media class have their own radio stations in their locality, the Mufti Sahib. Yes, uh, they're using uh, that opportunity and the skills that they've acquired. And that is what the student is supposed to do, you know, uh, uh, whilst he's busy studying or during the duration of his studies is to uh, maximize uh, taking benefit in all those skills that will be adaptable and applied in the outside life in the concrete jungle. And I hope they're still keeping a contact with you, Shafat. Uh, because, you know, sometimes these people are scattered throughout the globe. Uh, numbers get changed, phones get lost, etc. So uh, even here uh, where I'm sitting, uh, students from uh, from as far as uh, Thailand and Singapore, Malaysia, they're all still sending me messages, those who studied under us, you know. So alhamdulillah, at least that link and connection is still there. Now, you know what? I look at you. Yeah. You were a shy lighty. I know that you were shy, but you started and you came back. And in the media today, you're a household name. Who doesn't know Mufti Ibrahim Smith when it comes to yeah, the radio, when it comes to podcast, when it comes to be a dapper mentor, Mufti? How do you feel? Shafat, I'm still uh, the same person. You know, nothing has changed for me. Uh, I think that time I was just keeping myself in, in front of our satida and <laughs> our uh, teachers. Uh, we have to be humble, you know, and... Uh, 
So uh, I remember that one day uh, Bhutisab told me that uh, it, it soon it will be time for you. He said it in a gathering, you know, and uh, he, he told the students that from now on that uh, I will be giving the license. So he's not giving it anymore. Uh, the sana to the students, they will have to come to me. So uh, that was a cue for me to to take over and uh, to be myself now. So I was then permitted, uh, you know, that uh, now you can, can uh, you've been molded, you've been uh, rounded off. Now you can continue uh, being you, G. Yeah, we can go and talk about Mufti Fiazul Rahim and Remullah Lafilis Kabarud Nur and granting the highest stages, inshallah. Moving on to your questions here, this one says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. What are your thoughts on Saudi allowing U.S. troops to protect Israel? Yes, uh, Shafat, you know, I think this will become a regional war very, very soon uh, because uh, the Yemenis, they already started shooting and sending ballistic missiles from Yemen and it was intercepted by the Saudi regime. And uh, I said the other day also almost 10,000 troops entered uh, the base in Riyadh. So they are based there, you know. So what he said about all of this is uh, that a Muslim country is being used, an alleged Muslim country, uh, to house Kufar in order to kill uh, and uh, maim their Muslim brothers and sisters in uh, Palestine and Gaza. So that is unimaginable, you know. Uh, Rasulullah would never have allowed this, that uh, one Muslim camp is used against another Muslim camp. But then again, you're sitting here with a regime that are controlled and has been appointed by the Zionists, and the Zionists are controlling their interests. So they don't have uh, much stay. Uh, they will have to, to to listen and obey. So there's no freedom in Saudi. Uh, in fact, uh, I'd be so so uh, brave to say that uh, they're the most cowardly nation right now on the face of the earth amongst the, the Muslim ummah because no word of support is coming from them for the Palestinian uh, cause and the Palestinian people suffering. So uh, they should really look at themselves, you know, and uh, create a revolution within and uh, oust those people who are in charge of uh, the so-called kingdom and uh, put the righteous leaders in charge, G. Mufti Sama, can Muslims burst firecrackers on Guy Fawkes Day? Hey, Mufti, when are the lighty? I knew the lines, man. But now lucky you around here, Mufti, you can stop all the other lighties. <laughs> Guy Fawkes, Guy, shoot him in the eye. Hey, go ahead, Mufti. Yeah. Yeah, in Cape Town, they shoot people really in the eye, you know, so they use blades Jeez. and knives and real guns and flares and all these type of things. It became a violent procession in some places. But all of this, you know, it has got absolutely nothing to do with Islam. In it is, is rough. There's a wastage uh, of uh, uh, money, uh, funds that could have been diverted for something permissible. Uh, blade runners, you know, all of these things, uh, Shafat. Uh, people are doing this and uh, they should know the history of Guy Fawkes, the guy who wanted to blow up the parliament way back uh, in uh, the UK, I think, you know. So, uh, and he was a Catholic, so he had a religious uh, beliefs uh, and connotations behind it. We as Muslims, we don't participate in these Kufar festivals. Uh, that is not for us. To, uh, bombs are being dropped in Gaza. Uh, real fireworks is happening that side. Rather, our attention, our tajud, our dua, our salah should be with our Palestinian brothers and sisters than uh, wasting money this side of the globe in uh, Kufar festivities. It's all part of this uh, distraction to keep us away from what is happening to the rest of the Ummah, G. Uh, this question says, uh, what is the ruling of uh, leaving out a Sunnah Mu'akada in uh, Salah? Hanafi and Shafi, please. Hey, if you're a Shafi, Kullu Mafi people. Go ahead, Mufti. Yes, uh, Shafat, so Sunnah Mu'akada, you know, uh, that is something that uh, 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 if you leave it out, uh, then uh, it will become uh, a stun for a person. So Sunnah Mu'akada, in brief, it is something that Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam constantly uh, practiced upon. 
So the person who leaves without without any valid excuse, he will be sinful in uh, the Hanafi madhab. He won't be sinful in the Shafi madhab because it will still just be considered uh, a sunnah mu'akkada. So an example of sunnah mu'akkada in uh, in the Hanafi madhab would be like the the two uh, rakaat before Fajr Salah, uh, sunnah rakaat, and then also the four sunnah rakaat uh, for for Dhuwar Salah, you know, and two rakaat after Dhuwar Salah, and then... Uh, uh, when we speak about Maghrib, for example, it will be the two sunnah rakat after Maghrib. And uh, after Isha also, it will be the two, two sunnah uh, mu'akkada uh, uh, salah, you know. And then uh, for Jummah, there will be four sunnah mu'akkada. And uh, there will be four sunnah mu'akkada again after Jummah salah. So these are called sunnah mu'akkada because uh, akkada means uh, the, which is emphasized. Rasulullah constantly practiced upon. So if you are a Hanafi follower and you leave it out, uh, then you will be sinful for that. In the Shafi Madhab, you will not be regarded as a synergy. Yeah, Mufti, that other brother is telling me. Yeah, yeah, yes, brother. He said, hey, hey, Shaf, I want to become a Shafi. Can Mufti make a plan? Mufti? Kullu <laughs> Mafi. Hey, we're just pulling your leg. You're a Hanafi. Yeah, you know, you better stick with your Hanafi. Yeah, show me your finger. Hey, yeah, yeah, that finger. Yeah, you're a Hanafi. I can see that. Mufti. What renders Halloween impermissible to celebrate? So Halloween, again, uh, Halloween, Halloween, I call it, Shafat, it is actually a Yalish celebration. Again, a kafir festival. We're not allowed to imitate the kuffar in their festivals. And this has to do with the religious uh, connotation as well. Uh, and all these uh, spirits and devils and so many other things. Jack O'Lantern. So all, again, uh, the Ikhwanu Shiatin, you know, people who are wasting and are spending money on these things, which is absolutely no basis in Islam. Uh, and it affects a person's Akida also, you know, the festival of the dead. And uh, all these things, uh, people have uh, spoken about it before. Uh, you can read up about it, the origins of uh, of Halloween. So uh, as Muslims, we should refrain and, uh, and be uh, far away from these type of things. Uh, I, I recall, Shafat, that we hardly spoke about these things about a decade or so ago. It was something reserved for Americans and other places in the world. Suddenly it made an appearance here in South Africa in the last couple of years. People introducing it here also. So stay away from that uh, f- f- festivals and functions, which uh, has nothing to do with Islam, G. Yes, sir. You're listening to us, Emmeline. Don't do Halloween. Please don't do that. Mufti, there's a long message here. Can you see it? I want you to read it and give your comments. It says, yes, uh, I saw a video of an Israeli woman recently, and she said that Badr al-Aqsa was built on the ruins of a Jewish temple that was built by uh, the Prophet Suleiman, peace be upon him. It was said to her, rather, it was a masjid from the first day. She laughed and said there was no Islam at that time. So how could there be a masjid? Suleiman was a Jewish king, and his kingdom was a Jewish kingdom called Judah. And everyone who lived at that time was Jewish. Is what she said true? How did the children of Israel go astray and change the Torah that Muslims and brought to them? And they persisted uh, in their misguidance even after many prophets came to them, such as Suleiman, Ali, Salatuslam, and others. What is the true history of Madr al-Aqsa? What is meant by the kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Israel? So this uh, uh, question is too long to answer. You need a couple of Juma lectures uh, to listen to this, and you need to do some uh, research on your own also. Uh, you need to go to your local alim and uh, ask him uh, for, for credible books and references that you can read up upon, then answering this entire question, uh, you know. So 
aspects of this I can answer for you on a radio because we have limited the time that every Nabi that was sent to, uh, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was a Muslim, was a person of Tawheed uh, and, uh, and nothing else, you know, invited towards Islam. So in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was always the deen of Islam. So the word Yahud comes from Hada Yahudu, those people uh, that were guided. So first they were guided. Uh, there's four different types of them. There's only one type left today. Uh, others were turned into apes and pigs. Others were destroyed. Others make Tawbah. Those who make Tawbah, that's where the word uh, Jew comes from. Banu Israel are the children of Yaqub alayhi salatu wasalam. And uh, he was a Nabi of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Since its, its inception, it was a masjid, you know. Uh, the Jews at that time, uh, they uh, had uh, their temple, and uh, they say that uh, uh, the king built it for them, uh, which is Nabi uh, Sulaiman, alayhi salatu salam, you know. So uh, they don't even believe, the Jews don't even believe in Nabi Sulaiman, alayhi salam, as a Nabi. They called him a magician. Uh, they believe in uh, Dawood, alayhi salatu salam. That's why that area is called there, uh, Tariqo Nabi Dawood. But they call it Zion Street, just next to, uh, in the, in the Al-Aqsa compound, uh, uh, I mean, in the old city, next to the Al-Aqsa compound, you will see that it is written Zion, because they have the maqam of Nabi Dawood, alayhi salatu salam. When you go there, you can see that there. So what she's saying is completely baseless. It has been a masjid. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declared it a masjid in the beginning of, uh, the 15th uh, Jews, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, subhanahu wa ta'ala, asra bi abdi laylan, min al-masjidil haram, there Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala negates, any other religion, any other faith, any other interfaith who wants to claim or lay ownership to that place, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has embossed and stamped it in the Quran as a masjid, and sufficient is that as a proof for us, G. Well done there, Mufti. You are tops. Yeah, that one uh, friend said, hey, he's a top Mufti. There's two tops. Uh, I work for a Jewish-owned company. Everyone is calling for a boycott. I was wondering, uh, Mufti Saab, if my income is halal based on the fact a Jew or a Yahudi employs me. Yes, many people are working for, for, for Jewish organizations or institutions or shops, etc., whether it's pick and pay, whether it's this, whether it's that, you know. So you are employed there, your income is completely permissible, you're not doing anything haram, you are rendering a service and you are being paid. Nothing wrong with that. I think what people are referring to here is the boycotting of goods. And I remember saying last week that it is not sustainable because people will start asking these type of questions and tomorrow they will quit their jobs and they'll sit at home and they'll blame uh, the Palestinians for their loss of income. So we have to think about this thing uh, realistically and holistically also, Shafat. If you want to boycott, then boycott your certain products that you are not inclined to. We have to make an economic dent. Uh, you know, to the Zionists, we have to uh, sort of stop uh, supporting them. That is, uh, there's no doubt about it. We're speaking about sustainability and we're speaking about strategizing how to boycott them and how to hurt them where it hurt most and uh, which things uh, we can buy alternatively. So that's why we need to f- identify uh, uh, products that are manufactured by uh, Muslim uh, owners, Muslim manufacturers, Muslim businesses, etc. And uh, rather you buy that. In that way, you'll be making a contribution to the Muslim Ummah. Remember, whenever you purchase from a Muslim, that at least 2.5% of that money comes back to the Muslim community in the form of zakat. When you buy from the Zionists uh, and uh, the Palestinian haters, then uh, most of your money will actually go uh, back to uh, uh, to Israel, uh, the apartheid state, you know, and will be used to kill Palestinians this side. So that is the conscious call that you need to make, G. Uh, valid point indeed. Uh, why do some ulama permit marches and others prohibit it, uh, Mufti? 
Yes, uh, Shafat, so you know that uh, there's many matches happening in and around uh, uh, South Africa, you know, people calling uh, for matches, etc. So uh, those ulama who are permitting it, they say that people have a right to voice uh, their anger and to display their anger uh, in the street. You know, they're using only uh, logical arguments, no sh- uh, Sharia-based evidence. In Islam, you need Sharia-based evidence, evidence that is uh, extracted from the Quran and from the Sunnah and what the Fuqaha have deduced, you know, the agreed-upon principles. So they will come with logical arguments. Uh, they will say that this is the only way to show solidarity and to show the Palestinians we care and this and that, you know. So uh, that is the, those who are pro-marchers, those who are uh, so-called anti-marchers, I'm saying anti inverted commas, uh, those are the people that actually base this on sound Islamic evidence, sound Islamic proof, because uh, for the mere fact that uh, strange males will be uh, rubbing shoulders with strange females uh, during these marches, you know, which is completely haram, then uh, there will be a display of females, uh, the aura will be uncovered uh, because some of them don't even dress appropriately, then uh, the females will be raising their voices in these marches. So all of these things, I only mentioned three things now, but all of these things and other things as well, uh, at the end of the day, there's no uh, assistance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in something which is impermissible that you think you're doing for a permissible cause. So whether you go out uh, dressed fully in niqab with gloves in niqab in a helmet and everything else on, it still does not make it permissible and it still doesn't mean that uh, uh, the Zionists will take any note of you. People have been marching for years and nothing happened. Uh, in fact, the atrocities just got worse. We, we were, we were witnessing uh, the worst genocide in our time happening right now in Gaza. And how many marches across the globe? Does it have any impact? No, it does not have any impact. You know, I still maintain that, that the only solution to end all of this is uh, the rifle in the right hand and the call of jihad and march to Palestine. If you want to march, Palestine is the place to march to, to go and uh, jump on a plane and go to Palestine. Palestine people will never be freed. You have to go there to free it yourself. Gee. Mufti Saba was Erdogan's speech regarding Gaza politicking. Your politicking, Shafat, when the thing started initially, that guy was calling for a two-state solution, you know. Uh, I think that was about three, four weeks ago. Then when he saw the uprisings uh, happening inside Turkey, uh, them storming uh, the Israeli embassy, etc., and uh, because uh, elections is almost due, he started uh, changing his tune now. And I had a one big rally inciting the people and uh, playing with the people's emotions to show uh, solidarity with uh, the people of Palestine. In the meantime, trade is still going on between Turkey and between Israel. Oil is still exported. Other goods are still sold to the Zionists. They want us to boycott all these products, pampers and iPhones and this and that. But they're selling worse things, uh, you know, oil and other things that are used in warfare that they're selling to the Zionists. There's no speaking of boycott then when it comes to these big issues. For you and me, they want to bamboozle with small, small things. Uh, you can't buy this, you can't drink that, and this and that, you know. But uh, people like this, Erdogan, I always said he's a double agent. And, uh, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala might prove me wrong. But at this point in time, I don't trust any of these so-called uh, Islamic leaders that are, are not doing anything actively to stop the genocide in uh, Gaza. If they wanted to, Turkey is such a big, strong army. Just one ballistic missile, you know, just one void, uh, just to silence them. I'm sure that the other countries would have followed. They scared to do even that, Shafar G. Yeah, Mufti Saab, uh, is, yeah, that one there, Yusuf, we'll do that one, yeah. Azbat, Azbat, he says, uh, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti Saab, I feel like going to Palestine. I heard uh, that you were taking a trip. I don't mind hiding behind you, but I'd like to go to... <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd like to go to Palestine. I mean, are you going to, uh, your next trip will be to Al-Aqsa. So, I mean, this brother is <laughs> honest enough. He wants to walk behind you. Anyway, uh, when, when is that trip due, Mufti? In fact, uh, you know, that is due on the 15th of uh, of November. I'm leaving today for Johannesburg for my Polo- uh, Lampopo tour, inshallah. I'll be back in Cape Town on the 13th, then the 15th I, I'm, I, I have to leave. But that is subject to Palestine opening up for us. I spoke to uh, Molina yesterday. So 19 South Africans were granted uh, entry into uh, into uh, uh, Al-Aqsa, into Palestine yesterday. And another eight will most probably be going in today. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's uh, very risky because uh, they, they're very severe when it comes to, and very staunch when it come, comes to youngsters entering. So anyone under 45, that you risk the possibility of not being able uh, to enter Palestine, they will send you back and uh, you will feel that you've wasted your money. So I'm going, I'm going on my own steam. I'm not going as a representative or an agent of any travel organization or any other person out there. I'm going purely and solely to, uh, to meet the Palestinian people and for the sake of Al-Aqsa and to read Salah in Masjid Al-Aqsa. I'm not a tour group. Uh, I'm not a tour group leader. Nothing of that. You know, if people are with me, they can benefit from the little knowledge Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given me. Uh, that is why I'm going. And many people send me messages also uh, asking. They were asking Shafat going with also. I said, I don't know. I will have to speak to Shafat because he is uh, uh, always so busy also, you know. So I'm just clarifying my point here. It, uh, I'm not uh, representing no one. I'm going as an individual, just like the rest of the group. When you get there, uh, you are you have the risk of being told to, to turn back and come home, or they will permit you in, and that is the, the the risk that you have to take. You cannot blame anyone. So if you get in, Alhamdulillah. If you don't get in, you have to think Allah Subhanahu wa Taala also. G. Ninety-two hours, uh, Mufti Saab. That's the amount of uh, time I spend per month on air. Ninety-two hours. Yeah, you know, so I'm. You know, 92 people, hours. 92 hours, people like yourself and the uh, the Ummah, you know, and the du'as that I receive from uh, many, many, many people that uh, keeps me going, Mufti. So imagine uh, 92 hours, if I'm not here, there'll be uh, silence, eh? But anyway, Mufti Saab, you know, you make the du'a that Allah keeps us uh, uh, going for His pleasure. Your parting words uh, this morning? Amin, inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you, Shabbat, grant you a long life so that the Ummah can continue to benefit uh, from you, you know and uh, make the show grow so that more people across the globe can benefit from us. Those who want to go, I reiterate, they can go, inshallah, I'll be there if I go. And uh, if it's not meant for me to go, and uh, I'm not allowed in entry, then that is also Allah's decision. Jazakumullah khairan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to our Mufti Ibrahim Smith and to all of you that sent in questions. Really, you know, it... Uh, Add uh, to the spirit of the show and the vibe. And as uh, Mufti Saab said, uh, make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes the work grow bigger and further for his pleasure. And whatever we do, maybe do it in the manner that pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala most. Uh, Yusuf Asmaal, uh, big jazakallah khaira for Top Tech. You are definitely one of the finest uh, engineers on uh, Islamic broadcasting. Maybe anything you can you can handle. You do it in the mix. You do everything. And Allah bless you for that. And uh, yes, sir. Uh, don't forget, uh, later on, it will be uh, be a spiritual hour with the 40 Deruz and uh, Mufti A.K. Hussein giving the translation of the Juma Kutba from the Holy Lands. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.